What do you know about athletic training? Campus Recreation Wellness staffs athletic trainers who take care of our teams and athletes. We'll be learning more about what exactly athletic training is, and we will debunk some common misconceptions. So thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, Christy and Tony, you guys are both athletic trainers and work for Campus Recreation Wellness uh, and are graduate assistants. But how long did you guys work? Um, have you guys been working at the rec center prior to this? Um, I have. So hi, my name is Christy Farrell. <laughs> um, as Nia said, I'm a graduate assistant athletic trainer here at Campus Rec. This is my second year as a GA athletic trainer. Um, so I've worked at Campus Rec since August of last year. Been here a while, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. And Tony. Hey everybody, my name's Tony. I'm another athletic trainer here, also a graduate assistant. And this is my first year working in the campus recreation setting. So it's been kind of a little adjustment to get used to it, but everything's been going good so far. I'm sure you starting out has been a little bit different than when Christy started. <laughs> uh, I say a little bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but are you liking it so far? You're getting acclimated to everything, getting used to learning the ropes and all that? Yeah. I mean, campus recreation is like a different setting with all the different departments and how we work together. But I've had a lot of help getting adjusted to it. Had some great coworkers mm -hmm. help me with that. And then joining in with all the other meetings with the other departments really helped me get the feel for how a campus recreation setting works yeah well i'm glad you're with us and uh, i hope you felt you have felt welcome so far i know these are <laughs> silly times and whatnot but thank you guys for joining me today we'll be talking about athletic training and what all that entails and as someone that knows nothing about athletic training i am actually looking forward to learning more from you guys today i would love to know what inspired you guys to become athletic trainers yeah well mm -hmm. Also, thanks for having us. Of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, come yeah. over, whenever. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. And we love athletic training and yeah. advocating for it and educating mm -hmm. people on it. So this is a great opportunity. Um, for me, what made me want to become an athletic trainer, um, I was an athlete my whole life. I was a competitive gymnast from the time I was like six until I graduated high school. That's awesome. <laughs> and I loved it. And I loved being in the athletics world. And I, when I was in high school, I started thinking about, okay, I'm going to go to college. What do I want to do? Um, and I had an injury and I went to physical therapy and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I looked more into physical therapy and I realized I'd be probably working with more of a geriatric population um, mm -hmm. and not necessarily athletics or PTs work with a lot of people, but I knew I wanted to work with an athletic population. And then I learned about athletic training, uh, mostly through the AT at my own high school. And I learned that it was a cool combination of my three passions of um, helping others and caring for others. And then I always thought that injuries were cool, which yeah. sounds a little <laughs> weird, but they always interested me. Yeah. Um, and then I also found anatomy and just how the body works to be interesting. Yeah. And athletic training combined helping people, injuries, and anatomy all together. So, like, this is the coolest. I looked it up, um, saw that ECU had a great program, decided to come here for undergrad, and here I am. Here we are. Yeah, That's graduated, awesome. and then here I am. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, both of you, congratulations. This is a very um, unique spot that you're both in. Mm -hmm. So Thank you. Thank That's you. awesome. Of course. Yeah, Tony, what about you? What... Um, what brought you here? <laughs> so I always played sports as a kid, always outside after school, playing football, basketball, um, neighborhood like games. And, you know, with that comes all your injuries, too. I would always have like a sprained ankle. It's always something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I always have like a jammed finger. And then that's kind of when I started getting into like athletic training in high school, too, because my high school had an athletic trainer. So I would just kind of observe him, see what he would do on a day-to-day -day basis. And then right around my, like, junior year of high school is when I was officially like, okay, I want to do athletic training. Mm -hmm. So then I started looking at schools. Um, I went to the University of North Carolina at Wilmington for my undergrad. Mm -hmm. 
And then, like Christy said, I started taking anatomy lessons and just learning about, like, the human body is kind of cool to me. And that just, it just, it just made sense to me. So that's kind of what made me stick with athletic training. So you guys both had a pretty good idea that that's what you wanted to do upon coming, upon even starting college. Yeah, I knew pretty early on, uh, probably junior year of high school as well, um, that I wanted to do athletic training. And luckily for me, I enjoyed it. Um, So I had to do shadowing hours Mm -hmm. when I applied to the athletic training major in undergrad. Mm -hmm. Um, So I shadowed my athletic trainer at my high school and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I like this. And then when I began taking athletic training classes in college, I still really loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I stuck with it. But I did know early on, which I think was an advantage because athletic training does have a lot of prerequisites that you need to take and a lot of steps to become an athletic trainer. Mm -hmm. So we're we're talking a lot about athletic training because that's what this episode is all about. Um, But what exactly is athletic training? So I I have a broad, you know, idea and I see you guys on the field and I know you take care of our team (laughs) and all that, but I know there's a lot more to that. So what would you guys say is athletic training for our listeners who... You just don't know all the nitty gritty and all that, you know? Yeah. So for those who don't know, athletic trainers are healthcare providers and we are nationally certified and licensed to practice by the state. Mm -hmm. And we all practice under the direction of a supervising physician. We do not need like a physician present to like operate during the clinics or operate during appointments or treatment times or practices. And athletic trainers are the first line of healthcare for athletes. Yeah. So we're kind of like a gateway Mm -hmm. to being able to recognize an injury, the severity of it, if they need to get referred out for additional help or not, or referred out for imaging. Um, And we also provide emergency care and like injury prevention protocols or injury Mm -hmm. prevention measures. That's what you commonly see with the taping and the bracing and the squintings. So you're the first responders to athletic injuries. Yes, but also more. Okay. Um, <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so I think one of the great things about being an athletic trainer mm-hmm. is the relationship that you build with your athletes mm-hmm. and how integral you are in their health care. Oh, yeah. um, so we really see an injury from start to finish. Yeah. We are the healthcare provider that is there to see the injury occur on the field and run out and treat it and um, provide that immediate care. But not only that, we are there throughout the entire treatment process and rehabilitation process of that injury. So we continually, well, we do injury evaluations to deem what the injury is. And Mm -hmm. if it's something we can treat on our own, we do. But if it's something that needs to be referred to a a physician, then we refer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we provide treatment throughout the entire course and rehabilitation throughout the entire course of the injury mm-hmm. and work either alone or with a physician to return that athlete safely to play. Yeah. So we're really there beginning to end. <laughs> That's really cool. I think, I think that would be the coolest part for me, like just seeing this broken foot, <laughs> <And then laughs> seeing it like back together mm-hmm. behind every great NFL team. There has to be a great set of athletic trainers and that's with every sport, I'm sure. So what would you say to students, I guess, that maybe are considering athletic training, but they don't exactly know either how to start or how to get there, or if they're torn between, like you said, athletic training or physical therapy. I I think you guys were both very fortunate to have someone present to give you that example of, oh, wait, this maybe is something kind of cool that I want to try out. But for those students that maybe don't know or what you could say, I guess, to encourage Mm -hmm. them to see if maybe this is a field that they would like to go into? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say, number one, do your research. Go online, see what an athletic trainer is and what we do, Mm -hmm. see what a physical therapist is and what they do. Um, Learn about the education requirements, decide Mm -hmm. how long you do or don't want to be in school, um, and if and which career really suits your interests. Yeah. Um, also, I would say seek out shadowing opportunities. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think actually recently we've been fortunate to have a student shadowing us here at Campus Rec Athletic Training. Undergrad? 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, which is awesome because we love doing that to be able to educate and advocate for our profession. Yeah. Um, and that individual is interested potentially in physical therapy or strength and conditioning as well. So he's seeking out those opportunities to shadow and learn more about each profession. And I think that really gives you um, an opportunity to see what really goes on versus reading or it's hearing so about it. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So along with what Christy said, do your research just because we are called athletic trainers. We are not strength and conditioning coaches. So that's a common misconception is that they think we do strength and conditioning. We do rehabilitation, but that's kind of different than um, strength and conditioning. Yeah, also, if you are interested in athletic training, I would say it's for people who are very adaptable. They like problem solving or they like having challenges and finding their own way to solve it. An example would be, you know, you have an injury and you can get creative with the different types of uh, rehab exercises you give them mm-hmm. and the different types of, you know, um, drills you can come up with. So Because everyone's different, right? Mm-hmm. So what might work for Christy might not work for you or whatever. And right. Like it yeah. just it just kind of depends on people's anatomy, body habits life I guess yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that makes um the rehab portion of athletic training uh fun for the athletic trainers and also sometimes for the athletes Mm -hmm. um is that every injury is slightly different everybody's body is slightly different and will respond better to certain treatments or certain exercises Mm -hmm. um and so we really get to customize that rehabilitation to the athlete Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to get creative, um, and it's pretty cool. And we try to keep current with different, um, rehab exercises and yeah. making sure that we're following other athletic trainers or physical therapists and seeing what they're doing and, um, maybe taking bits and pieces with research, making sure it's all good, yeah. um, but okay. incorporating <laughs> that with our athletes. And yeah. it's cool because you get to really be creative in your job, um, and help somebody at the same time. Yeah, that's so that's really cool that you say say that. I never thought about creative aspect to athletic training. So and like thanks to social media nowadays, you can follow different rehab pages, and people get so creative like all over the country and the world with their rehab exercises. So it's cool to see what other people are coming up with. You stay connected. You stay updated. That mm-hmm. ah, see, social media can be good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a very good and useful purpose. Tony touched earlier on sometimes people think that we're strength and conditioning people. Yeah. So I'm just going to let you all know, huge pet peeve of athletic trainers Mm -hmm. is number one, being called a personal trainer. We are not personal trainers. Yeah. Um, And number two, just being called a trainer. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds like simple nomenclature and like, who cares? An Mm -hmm. athletic trainer is such a long word. I get it. Just Mm -hmm. say AT. The reason that we're sensitive about that mm-hmm. is because we have done all of these different requirements to become credentialed, nationally licensed, or nationally certified and state licensed athletic trainers. Mm-hmm. You cannot say that you're an athletic trainer and not be credentialed. Yeah. Um, so that's important. That's an important distinction. Absolutely. We are those healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. And when people say trainer, that becomes confusing because it could be the personal trainer mm-hmm. or it could be the athletic trainer or a first responder that's saying that they're a trainer and it's confusing and it's dangerous for the athlete because they need healthcare and they need an athletic trainer. Yeah. So it sounds silly, but it's not. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's just like with, with anything else, you, people go to school, people work hard, people specialize in a specific area and that takes lots of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. So, of course, you know, but I'm glad you clarified that because that is important. And going off of that, you guys were talking about school and, you know, that you guys are fortunate to that you figured out that you wanted to do when you started early on. How long does that typically, what's that looking like right now um, to go to school and all is your prerequisites and then you're actually... Um, studying this area so 
what was your journey like or what can students expect now to get on the road to become an athletic mm -hmm. trainer? So when I was an undergrad, we had to, our like first year of college would be like an observation year. Mm -hmm. Where as you get your observation hours, you would apply to the athletic training program at your school. You would have to take some prereqs that included chemistry, biology, um, even some like psychology classes. And then once you got in, you would have to do a minimum of 150 clinical hours a semester. <laughs> and that is set by the CADI, which is the accreditation of athletic training education programs. Yeah. So that's like a nationally set minimum standard. And most athletic training programs follow CADI standards. Or, I mean, all athletic training programs yeah. follow <laughs> they have to. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like 150 that's a lot. clinical hours yeah. a semester. You do a diverse rotation. On top of school. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then some people even, like, work part-time jobs outside of that, too. So, it would, like, it depends on your program. Most programs would switch up every semester, and you would go to a different clinical assignment. Yeah, so um, Tony and I attended different athletic training education programs. I graduated um, from undergrad at ECU, yes. and Tony went to UNCW. Um, so we followed the same accreditation rules um, where we all every athletic training student has to complete has to complete eight hundred clinical hours before they're eligible to sit for the board of certification exam. Eight hundred. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and so different programs <laughs> will divide. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And different programs will divide that up in different ways. So I think Tony was technically an athletic training student for three years. Mm -hmm. It was a three-year program. Okay. But the first year was like an observation year. Yeah. And then you applied. Yeah. Whereas I was an athletic training student for two years. Yeah. So ECU's program, your freshman year, you take all of your um, prerequisites and yes. you apply to the candidacy to become an athletic trainer your freshman year mm -hmm. gotcha. and then your sophomore year um, if you get into the candidacy process you're an athletic training student candidate so that's when we started doing observations of other already athletic training students um, and learning more about athletic training itself and then at the end of that we had an interview and a few uh, other prerequisites and you applied to be an actual athletic training student and yeah. then you if you got in then your junior and your senior year you're an athletic training student awesome. you begin your clinical hours we had to complete 200 per semester um and we're expected to do 15 to 20 our cap was 25 hours a week um and we had our clinical rotations as well um at ecu athletics or at local high schools that's awesome um but something that's important to remember with education is actually that Tony and I's experience is going to be pretty different from yeah. new athletic trainers. So oh, yeah. yes, because it's changing, right? Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. So athletic training is changing to an entry level master's degree in the year 20 to 21. Is that right? 2020, 2021? I think so. Yes. So we are grandfathered in, in the sense that our entry level athletic training was done at an undergraduate program. Yes. Because that was the standard and what everybody did That's when we That's been the norm attended. historically, right? Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. But they've changed it yes. to a master's. Um, so soon, anybody that wants to become an athletic trainer will attend undergrad for something like exercise physiology mm -hmm. or exercise science um, and make sure they take the prereqs for athletic training. Yes. And then they'll apply to an athletic training program for their master's degree. And wow. once they graduate from that, okay. they will be eligible to sit for the board of certification exam. Right. And do all the things to become a certified athletic trainer. Okay. History in the making. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Well, and it kind of makes sense to me because you said you had to even apply to the candidacy your freshman year, which I suppose is normal because some people have to I thought about like the nursing program. You kind of have to be declared. This is what I want to do early mm -hmm. on. Um, but then what if there's the people that 
just don't know and then they're in school for a little bit longer maybe so i guess maybe for some people it'll work out that you have your all of undergrad to shadow to do your research to major in exercise physiology whatever that is and then if you really love and want to do athletic training you apply for your master's program would you would you need any experience prior as an athletic trainer like shadowing doing any sort of internship to apply to the master's program i'm not sure if you guys would you know yeah, yeah. so most i think all programs will require a certain a set number of shadowing hours mm -hmm. so i think it's going to be i'm not sure i think it depends on the program but yeah that's why it's pretty cool we do have a student shadowing shadowing now because he is thinking about on the road to mm -hmm. that's awesome so we get to show them what it's like to be an athletic trainer, the day-to-day -day operations, mm -hmm. all the cool stuff and all the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like anything. So we'll see how that goes in the future. That's going to be a learning process for everyone, and it'll be cool for you guys to see what it was like for you and what it's going to be like for, for upcoming students. So I guess we'll wait and see. That's awesome. Um, what are some of the things that some common misconceptions about athletic training or some of the things that people may not know about athletic training? Yeah. Um, I think maybe this is kind of unique to campus rec, mm -hmm. but something that I'll run into is people think that I'm um, an undergraduate student. Like I'm still an athletic training student um, gotcha. because we employ so many student staff right. and I love our student staff. They do great work. Um, but I am, even though I'm a graduate student yeah I've I'm already an athletic trainer yes um and I'm fully credentialed mm -hmm. to be one and to do my job so mm -hmm. I think that is a clarification of we're not still athletic training students um we're continually continually learning about athletic training mm -hmm. because every athletic trainer is right um, and that's how we get better but I'm not an athletic training girl. student yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you so I do think that's an important clarification to make. And we do specialize in sports medicine, but we do have like a general knowledge of um, some like general medical conditions. So you can come to us and then we can, we can refer you out to like a specialist depending on if you have like a common cold, a fever. Okay, have, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then like there's, if you have like bronchitis, we can, we can, uh, we can recognize the signs and symptoms of that mm -hmm. and then refer you out to a physician if needed. I know we've talked about uh, like the certifications and everything that you guys have gone through, but is there anything that we're missing as far as what it takes to become an athletic trainer? Um, I think some of it is not just what it takes to become an athletic trainer, but mm -hmm. what it takes to continue to be an athletic trainer. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and so we are required to do continuing education credits um, which is 50 every two years. Yeah, I think it's 50 every two years now. <laughs> yeah, so it's 50 every two years, and at least 10 of those need to be evidence-based, um, so based in the research um, mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, and as a new athletic trainer, I mean, this is my second year as an AT, um, I really enjoy continuing education credits yeah. because they bring up new topics. Um, and it's important to be aware. Of yeah. Every, yeah. And it keeps us sharp on our knowledge um, and making sure that we are making the best treatment decisions for our athletes. Absolutely. Um, and there's so many different like topics that count towards CEUs. So it could be something that you see and think is pretty cool. Like I just watched a webinar on myofascial tissue and I've learned a lot from that one CEU and they included cool videos and graphics of the myofascial tissue, like under stress and when it's not under stress. Which is not something that you maybe really dug into when you were in undergrad. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's cool that with all the options, you can really pick the ones that interest you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think another thing is we do practice under the direction of a physician. Yes. So here at Campus Rec, our supervising physician is Dr. Armin, who is the um, sports medicine 
team doctor here at CRW, gotcha. but he's also the team doctor for ECU athletics. Okay. Um, and he's great. I really love working with him. Um, but something about being an athletic trainer is that physician signs off on our, uh, basically some of our protocols. So sometimes physicians can review things with us and say, if it's within our scope of practice, um, which is a fancy word to say the things we're allowed to do. Yes. <laughs> um, so like, for dislocations, uh, uh, our team physician could review how to reduce different ones and what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. Mm -hmm. um, and that would be part of our protocol that's signed by our physician. Right. Or like if we're allowed to carry medicine, um, even ibuprofen, things like that, and give that out to athletes or not, that's something that our physician signs off on as well. Gotcha. So we do have a relationship with a physician, which is also a great resource because we can discuss cases with him Absolutely. Um, and kind of guide our line of treatment if it's a little complicated. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. That's what's happening here at CRW. And it's great that you guys can work with athletics. And again, like you're constantly learning. What are some of the fields that athletic trainers can go into once you've graduated and you're done with your undergrad or master's here soon in the future? What are some of the settings that athletic trainers can be employed in? So the most common settings are athletics at the professional level. So you have like the NFL, NBA, MLS, or you can go work at the collegiate level and work at division one, division two, II, division three settings. And each setting is different depending on the resources or the amount of like the amount of athletic trainers they have. Mm -hmm. And then another common setting would be at the high schools or physical therapy clinics or hospitals. But some of the cool settings that most people don't even know would be that athletic trainers also work in the military. Mm -hmm. They also work um, in the campus recreation setting like we are. Uh, I know that the WWE hires <laughs> athletic trainers for their training facility in Orlando. Yeah. And then NASA even has athletic trainers working with their astronauts to help them get ready whenever they go out into space. That's awesome. And then the performing arts settings also has athletic trainers too, mm -hmm. like the Dance Theater of Harlem or the New York Knicks City Dancers. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, those people get hurt, too, when they're out performing. Oh, yeah. And they need someone to help rehab them and look after them, too. Yeah. I guess it's not something I would think right away, like right off the top of my head. But if you really think, I mean, it makes sense. You mm -hmm. know, they're, they're dancers, they're performers, they're athletes, they're people out on the field every day. Oh, also, I know that, like, cruise liners hire athletic trainers. So I think that would be a cool opportunity if someone wanted to, I guess, live on a boat for a little bit. And take care of like on a cruise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> to take care of the performers. On, oh, on the wow. Cruise. Okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Would you guys say it's a competitive field to find a job in? Um. Yes and no, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it depends on what field you want to work in. Mm -hmm. Um, just if you think about the availability of jobs at different levels. Um, so if you want to work in the NFL, there are only however many teams in the NFL. Right. Um, so there are a certain number of jobs available. Um, and there's generally you have to complete at least an internship at, at some sort of NFL level um, or the same with like any pro sport, baseball, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um so I, that, I think, is the most competitive. Um, but then as you get to the collegiate setting and high schools, there are colleges all over America and right. high schools all over America. Um, so it's still competitive in the sense that you need to know how to apply to jobs and write a resume and interview. Um, but there are more jobs available. But I do think it's important to make the distinction of athletic trainers at all levels are certified with the same credentials and all have valuable knowledge and experience. Um, mm -hmm. And the level of athlete does not reflect the level of athletic, athletic trainer. trainer. I got so you. like 
high school athletic trainers are so smart and adapt so well and do wonderful jobs, Mm -hmm. just like NFL athletic trainers do as well. So I think that's important to remember because sometimes people are like, oh, it's just high school. No. But it's not just high school. You're still dealing with a human being. Right. Yeah. Yes. And typically, if you're at a high school, you're the only athletic trainer there and you have maybe (laughs) like three or four hundred yeah. Athletes to look oh, after. Yeah, I was just thinking about the football. Silly me. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a great point. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. I think I remember even in high school, well, I went to high school in Missouri, and I doubt any of them are listening to this, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had our athletic trainer, certified athletic trainers, and I think it was one or two of them, but there was like a class, like an athletic it, like an intro to athletic training class, which I always thought was cool. So they, they would just run around like the field and help. But I do very vividly remember people like being in that class and being introduced to that and really enjoying that. So, yeah, so it's pretty cool. And I'm yeah. glad Tony brought up kind of the number of athletes yeah. to the athletic trainer because that's actually something that's pretty unique and cool here mm-hmm. at Campus Rec. Um, so we currently have four athletic trainers. We have JP, uh, Jennifer Pigeon, who is our full-time athletic trainer, um, and she's the head athletic trainer here at Campus Rec. And then we have three graduate assistants, Tony and myself and Christina Turner. Um, And between the four of us, there are 34 club sports and close to 800 athletes total. Okay. Just for clubs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we also provide treatment and cover occasionally um, intramural sports. And we respond to open recreation injuries and take appointments for both intramurals and open rec as well. So we have a large population that we treat. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. What's your favorite thing, I guess, about working with Campus Recreation Wellness and all the clubs and the intramurals and all the people, all your 800 plus students that you guys get to work with? Yeah. um, So for me, My favorite thing is that I get to work with so many different athletes and so many different sports that it keeps me on my toes. Mm -hmm. So we work with high-risk sports like ice hockey, rugby, lacrosse. Um, And some of those I had never worked with before I came here. And so I had to learn about rugby. I didn't know how that game worked. Um, And so it's really cool to see those sports Mm -hmm. and also those sports are going to be predisposed to different types of injuries, mostly like acute injuries that happen like in a, in a second, in an instant, a concussion, a torn ACL, something like that. Mm -hmm. Versus we also work with sports that would have more chronic or overtime injuries like cross country who might have stress fractures over time Mm -hmm. um, or other sports like that, that are, are considered lower risk for injury, but, still have injuries, um, but they're of a different nature. So it's really cool because I get to do all of it. I get to respond to the emergency injuries, but I also get to work with our chronic injuries and work to bring those athletes back to full health. Um, And so it continues to push me as an athletic trainer to be better at what I do and to make sure I can recognize and treat um, and refer when necessary all different types of injuries. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. Plus, I get to know all the athletes, and I love um, building that professional relationship with them and getting to know our athletes. It's so fun. It sounds – it really does sound like it. What about you, Tony? Uh, Yeah, just like Christy said, just to add on, every day is going to be different. Yeah. So it's never going to be the same day over and over again. So coming in, you kind of don't know what to expect. You just know it's going to be – you can be up and walking around. It could be an injury day or it couldn't be an injury day. Um, also, you get to hang out, you get to be around the athletes too. So that just makes your work more fun because a lot of them are going to be like goofy or you're going to, you can start to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. How can athletes get a hold of you guys? Like, do they have to make an appointment? Do they have to pay at all? So here at Campus Recreation and Wellness, all they have to do is just email us at crwathletictraining at ecu.edu. Mm-hmm. And then one of us will reply back and then we can set an appointment time where they can come in and we can do an evaluation on them and then see what's going on. 
then we can create a re rehabilitation protocol for them. Yeah. Yeah. We um, also our club sports, or I guess everybody, um, we generally ad advertise it to club sports, though, <laughs> um, <laughs> can text our um, athletic training work phone and request an appointment. Um, and that's at 252-351-58 or 5489. Um, and so they can send us a message, a text message, or we use Microsoft Teams mm -hmm. and those club athletes can shoot us a, mes a message through Teams. We are also working on a website that uh, would be live both on the CRW website and on the ECU Rec app. Which will have all your information Which there have. and how you guys can be reached and all that. Yep. And then have a book an appointment so we you can quickly go on there and schedule an appointment with us. Um, and something to remember is that Although we've talked about club sports a lot, and they are who we work with primarily, mm -hmm. we also treat intramurals and open recreation, which have different treatment policies. Right. So open rec is um, enabled to the right of one injury evaluation mm -hmm. um, per injury, and we can provide you with a home exercise program, like Tony was talking about, for rehab mm -hmm. or refer you if you would need that. Yeah. Um, and intramurals have a similar policy, but they can do a little bit more rehab with us in person. Um, and right now we are offering both telehealth and in-person appointments, depending on where you are in the state or the nation, yeah. um, and also comfort levels and the severity um, of your injury. All, yeah, anything. all of that. Um, so we're trying to be as accessible as possible and yeah. make it easy to come see us. Um, and we're free. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> that is good to know. Yeah. Athletic trainers um, legally are not allowed to bill for services. So you will not be charged for your athletic training appointment and treatment or rehabilitation that we would provide. Um, if anything, if we referred you to a doctor, that doctor would probably charge you for seeing them. Yeah. Um, or if we called an ambulance for an emergency. Um then you would be charged for an ambulance ride. But that wouldn't be from us. That would be from those providers. Right. right. And we are also looking to get a widget on the ECU Campus Rec app mm -hmm. where they can schedule appointments that way too. So just stay tuned for that, guys. Would you Keep guys? Working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it really sounds like you guys are both very passionate about athletic training and after hours of clinical work and working for Campus Rec as athletic trainers and being as busy as you are and having such a diverse group of people that you can work with, what makes you so passionate about what you guys do and get to do every day? Um, you want to go first on this one? First? Hard questions. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, so I think uh, I've already touched on some of the biggest benefits for oh, yeah. me. Um, number one, I love helping people and I get to do that in this job, mm -hmm. which is super cool. Yeah. Um, and I get to really build that relationship with my athletes and um, be there for them through the whole injury um, and provide um, professional, but some emotional support yeah. along with the physical support that we provide for their injury, um, which is really great to be able to care for our athletes. Mm -hmm. um, but even more with athletic training, something that I really enjoy is like, I don't want to be behind a desk all day. I like that I get to be up on my feet and moving and using my hands. Um, and so I like that I get to be outside um, or inside, uh, depending on the day. Um, so that's pretty cool. We do work those non-traditional hours, uh, which I think can be a benefit. It can be a pro and a con. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's great to be outside and to work with our athletes, but you're also working most weeknights and a lot of weekends as well. So sometimes that can be hard with a work-life balance yeah. <laughs> um, or things like that. But it's also one of the cool things about the job is you get to be on the sideline, you get to work non-traditional hours. Mm -hmm. You get to use your hands. Um, and yeah, those I think are some of the biggest benefits is just being able to truly care for athletes and having a bit of a non-traditional job, which to me is pretty fun. Yeah, definitely keeps you on your toes, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some of my favorite benefits would be the non-traditional hours. You know, you could be inside one day, outside the next day. If you like being outside, this could be a 
good profession for you if you also like helping people. And most of the time when kids get to like the university setting, they wouldn't have had an experience with an athletic trainer in high school. So it's pretty cool being the first line of healthcare for them and being able to educate them on the basic anatomy and physiology of the body to help them with any injury prevention measures or injury recoveries. And also being around the athletes all day, you start to build that relationship. You can talk about sports or being on the sidelines during games yeah. as part of your, that's like your work setting. And then just the excitement that like comes every day. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, I would just like to go back to when Nia asked if it was like a competitive field to get a job in. Mm -hmm. So currently there are only around 45,000 athletic trainers in the country. 45,000. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a big number, but it's not. Or it is? Um, well, there's 45,000 National Athletic Training Association members. Yes. Um, but of that 45,000, some of them are students. Some of those members are physical therapists. Some of those members are stakeholders in athletic training. Mm -hmm. So the actual number of, of athletic trainers is a little bit smaller than 45,000. Gotcha. And then also most athletic trainers also have they get certifications in other areas that could help promote them as a clinician. You have some that go and get certified strength and conditioning specialist mm -hmm. cer certifications. Some go and get corrective exercise specializations. Um, there's also most, so or a lot of physical therapists are also certified athletic trainers too. So that just kind of adds to the competitiveness of the job market, I would say. I've really enjoyed learning all about athletic training. I do definitely feel a lot wiser and more knowledgeable. So be sure that if anyone ever says anything about athletic trainers in an improper way during game days, I will be sure to advocate for the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you guys would like to add that we haven't covered um, so far about athletic training? Yeah, thanks, Nia. Um I think one thing, just a big takeaway of um, this discussion, and I think something I've taken away from my year and a half almost <laughs> of work here at Campus Rec mm -hmm. is for other athletic trainers out there or athletic training students um, looking into the profession, be open to all of the different settings. Oh, yeah. um, so when I graduated undergrad, I was set like, I'm going to be a high school athletic trainer. That's what I want to do. You had a plan. I had a plan. <laughs> we all had a plan. <laughs> yes. Um, and I applied to this position because I thought it sounded like a great opportunity. Um, we're only in the second year of our program yeah. of athletic training here at Campus Rec. So I've been able to help build an athletic training program um, and learn about Campus Rec athletic training and how it differs from other settings I had experienced during my clinical hours. Mm -hmm. And now that I've done that, I think this is such a cool setting. Yeah. And I would love to work in it after I graduate and stay in the campus rec setting. Or I could go to a high school. But I think it's good to stay open because there are so many different settings that ATs can work in. Opportunities. Um, yeah. yeah. So if you want to become an athletic trainer, do it. But also think about all the different opportunities mm -hmm. and if you want to do professional or college or high school, that is wonderful. And I'm not saying don't do that, but try to keep an open mind and see what other opportunities are out there that you might want to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. Athletic training is a growing profession now. So who knows in like 10 years, it could be a different place where athletic trainers are needed. Yeah. You never know where life is going to take you. You're both athletic trainers. You're both certified to do what you want to do, but you're also graduate students. What are you guys, um, what's your program in right now that you're focusing on? So right now I'm doing my master's in kinesiology with mm -hmm. the concentration in exercise physiology. Yeah. And um, I'm actually doing a dual master's degree. Yeah. Um, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty ambitious. I like to do no, it all, awesome. you know. <laughs> yeah. But I am pursuing a master's of arts in teaching. Okay. and a master's of science in kinesiology 
both with concentrations in physical education. And the reason I chose that, uh, as I said earlier, I really like the high school setting of yeah. athletic training. And so some athletic training positions in North Carolina in high schools require a teacher and athletic training module where you would teach some during the day and then do athletic training in the evening. And with my undergrad, I already had all the credentials to be an athletic trainer. But with this master's degree, I'll have the credentials to be um, a teacher as well. And so Keeping I would be, open. yep, I'd be eligible that's for cool. those positions. So that's why I chose this degree. That's awesome. Did you guys ever think that you would be where you are right now in life when you started college? Uh, no, I did not. I figured after I got my undergraduate degree, I would go and get like a job somewhere working at a high school or working in the pros right out of undergrad. (laughs) (laughs) But then I realized I should, I need to go back to school, just get a deeper knowledge of kinesiology and human anatomy and to get some more hands-on experience as a graduate assistant too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also didn't think I'd be here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I graduated um, from undergrad in 2019. And then about a month and a half later, I got married. And then a little bit later, I started grad school um, and started my job here at Campus Rec. And so that was a series of events I would not have thought was going to occur Mm -hmm. um, when I was little baby Christy entering freshman year at ECU. (laughs) Um, So I never really considered the campus rec setting. Um, So I didn't think I would be here specifically. Um, I thought I would probably be at a high school and I knew I wanted to get a master's. Um, It is at not, some point. <laughs> yeah, like it at the point I was in at school, it wasn't a requirement, but it was kind of an expectation. Mm-hmm. A lot of jobs will ask for a master's as a preferred um, when you apply. So I was like, okay, I'll get a master's. And I was looking at jobs and I was applying to high schools, but I was also applying to universities. And I saw that Campus Rec posted it and I was like, wow, what a cool opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I applied to it and I am so happy that this is where I am. Three birds, one stone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are getting the experience. You're going to school. You get to do what you love. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, you just finished four years of undergrad. You're not sure you want to go to school for two more years, but you're. I'm already used to it for <laughs> yeah. those four years. And it feels a little bit easier now that I know what to expect yeah and I think Tony and I are kind of a cool representation of I started grad school immediately after I graduated college essentially (laughs) (laughs) like I started the second summer session you know I didn't get much of a break and went straight into it because I felt that for me personally I needed to just keep going otherwise I would not go back yeah um whereas Tony took a gap year from school, but worked as an intern at Radford um, doing athletic training there. And so he came back to school. So it goes to show you can do either, whatever is best yeah. for you. What's mm-hmm. Radford? Radford University. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Very it's cool. up in um, Radford, Virginia, like Southwest, yes. the Southwestern part. But it was cool doing an internship there and being able to see other athletic trainers. Mm-hmm. From because they they have all kinds of different experience also depending yeah. on where they did the undergrad and where they did the masters, so it was just a cool experience just to be able to yeah. network with them and then see what I needed to improve on and other aspects like that. Thank you guys for coming to talk about athletic training and hopefully students um, can listen to this and have a better feel about what it is and you know that you have answered their questions and have giving light to any misconceptions. So I do want to ask since, you know, you're graduate students and you're in your routine now and we have a more um, distinct set of goals now, what advice could you give to your younger self if you have any um, or just to any students that are struggling right now, (laughs) just as students, you know? Um, I think some things I would tell my younger self And something that's been really cool that I've been learning at Campus Rec is work-life balance Mm -hmm. and learning um, 
how much to work because uh, I still work very hard in both work and school, mm-hmm. um, but creating time to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of athletic trainers um, push themselves to their limits as well. And so going back, I would tell myself, work hard in school, but take care of yourself. Um, you can't take care of others if you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, so provide that time to be with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, study an hour less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, things like that. And that's something I'm learning even now in grad school yeah. um, is prioritizing school and work, yeah. but also my mental health yeah. and my physical health. So take care of yourself, work hard, be ambitious, have your goals, but keep an open mind. Thank you for having us on the show, Nia. And any advice I'd give to my younger self is, you know, just keep just keep pushing on. Just know that once you get once you finish with your program, your career is going to be exactly what you thought it would be. Yeah. And just know that every athletic trainer that is certified has gone through the same path you have. Yeah. And they are more, everyone is more than willing to help, help you out. If you need someone to talk to or just someone to vent to, you know, just reach out to one of your preceptors or another athletic trainer. If anyone has any questions about athletic training, like Christy said, feel free to reach out. Their information is also on our website. And if you guys have any other questions, you know. And guys, we are, our athletic training room is also located downstairs, the Student Recreation Center. So just feel free to pop your head in and ask any questions you may have. Campus recreation setting is a is a place where athletic trainers are needed. So mm-hmm. I believe more campus recreation centers should look into developing an athletic training program just to help manage all the athletes that get injured while participating in their close sports, intramural sports, or open recs. Awesome. Yeah, protect your athletes. Protect your <laughs> athletes. Awesome. Well, I like ending on that note, and thank you guys both for joining me today. And I guess we'll see everyone next time. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Bye.